Yo, what's good with you? We're back for another episode of What's Good With You. I'm so happy to be back. Like, I don't I don't think y'all know, like, I love doing this. No. Like, I really love doing this because these conversations are needed. And uh I got my guy Chef Beans. You know this this famous director, Chef Beans. <laughs> oh, stop it. Because not did he he had how many sold out shows did you have? Just a four, four out of four. But four who's out counting? of four. Hundred percent. Who's counting, right? Right. Like amazing, amazing production, quality, everything was there. You know, I brought my friend with me and he'd never been to a play. He was just like, Wow, this is really good. So just to give somebody that experience for the first time and then it's Chef Beans my guy, it's his play? <laughs> like what more could you ask for? Oh, yeah, come get, on, get, come get. on, y'all. Chill out. Where, 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 where the applause come from? You know, chill give out. this man his flowers. Come like, on. put some respect on his name. Okay? Don't don't play my guy, Chef Beans. But today we have Lawrence Carter in the building, the, the host of Larry Chats. How are you? And also the Uncle Neff podcast. Y'all yes, do, definitely. All right, Uncle the Uncle Neff podcast. Now, a bunch of things. Doesn't this guy look familiar? I mean, if you're if you're a if you're a real fan of what's good with you, you would know that this is the first guest I ever had on the show. Absolutely. In 2020. Yeah. Only the real ones know. Yeah, only, only the real ones know. And okay. that's like literally one of the funniest episodes. It was called Boys Don't Cry. Ugh. And your cousin was off the chain. My, my uncle, uncle. Your uncle, uh, your uh, uncle. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I keep saying Uncle Neff. Yeah, Uncle Neff. Yeah, your uncle was off the chain. But yeah. I get so many positive reviews from that episode. Like, people love that episode. Because so, it's real. It's yeah, it's thank real. you for coming back. Definitely. I really appreciate that. Right, thank y'all for Season two, me. you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Thank Dang, you, you, you must be sure. really good if you back for another season because <laughs> hey. I don't think anybody has been on here twice. I mean, more than Chef Beans. Hey, I'll but. take all of the accolades. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, that's like his flowers. All right. All right. Like we, 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 we celebrating black men over here. All right, then. Well, no, no, no. Before we transition, though, I think you're forgetting something. Uh, the What's Good With You podcast may be ranked topped something oh, top. Am I right? Yes. A, a little yes, birdie told yes, me I could be yes. wrong, but maybe you can help me out with that information. So I got an email a couple of days ago that What's Good With You is ranked in the top 35 black mental health podcasts. That's amazing. So, dang, like, that's crazy to me. Like, they were like, oh, our list of panelists chose your show. To be, and actually we're number 24, so we're technically in the top 25. Top 25, talk heavy, talk heavy. Like, and I, that's crazy to me, because sometimes, I'm not going to lie, sometimes I'll be thinking like, dang, how long can I do this show? You know, like, how long should I do it? And then I see stuff like that, I'll be like, come on, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Like, I got more things to talk about. It's endless stuff to talk about. So that, that really, you know, put things in perspective for me, because I just have to realize, like, it's bigger than me. You know, even if some days I don't feel like doing it or whatever, like it's touching somebody. Somebody is getting help from this or somebody is more likely to go to therapy by listening to this. So I'm just I'm proud of everybody who has been a part of, you know, what's good with you. But I mean, I'm proud of myself. too. That's what I'm saying. And we're proud. And we're proud of you. You know what I mean? Congratulations, man. International Women's History Month. You know, like, come on. Talk about it. Shirley Chisholm over here Awesome <laughs> Yeah you know uh, I do my thing sometimes You know When I want to um, But Before we get into our topic I just want to ask like 
how how are you guys doing? Like honest answers. Like how are you guys doing this week? Would you like me to go first? Yeah, sure. <laughs> how am I doing this week? Um, there's a lot of things that have been happening. My roommate he moved out, uh, moved back to Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, uh, just still high off of another sold out weekend. About to take it to another city in June. A lot of things are moving, but I'd like to describe myself as calm because I'm in a place of, I feel like I'm always receiving, but now those manifestations are starting to manifest. And it's kind of like, oh, I've been waiting for you. Oh, you too. Oh, is this thing just like flowing? So the calmness comes from me receiving things that have already been set here for me from God. And that's where the, I'm calm. Beautiful. I'm calm and receiving. What about you? Thanks. Um... I'm just the opposite, actually. I'm, uh, you know, in a position where my future is becoming more evident. Like, I, for my uh, YouTube channel, I secured my first affiliate deal, you know. So, okay. Yeah. Congrats. And, Congrats. and then I, I talked talk to this guy. He He's an agent. He was like, I, I can't, like, take you on and, and put you in these places. You got to build your portfolio. So I got, like, an acting thing that I have to start. I have to start classes. Um, then I'm going to be a understudy for this play it's it's just a lot so you know i'm like the opposite of calm because you know this is what i work for but right it being here is like oh damn i gotta i, I gotta right. i, I gotta, gotta get on everything get to work right <laughs> right yeah extreme right. discipline season extreme work season is is uh is here so i'm just the opposite of calm but i feel like you know with the work i'm putting in now it's gonna pay off in five ten years right or yeah. less yeah, or less, I or less. Too. <laughs> I, I definitely, I definitely understand you with that because I, I just launched my business, Kid Onyx, and I, I see the importance of self discipline yeah. when you do have your own business. It's like, okay, Nia, you're not gonna get anything out of this if you don't discipline yourself and put the work in to get yeah. that right. result. Right. And I don't know what I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> I don't know if I thought it was going to be easy or what, but now I'm seeing like, okay, the more I work, the more connections I make, the better it is for my business. So Uh, I'm in a state too, where I'm like, all right, let's get it done. Nia. Like, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do that. I have to remind myself to still do self care though, because I, I feel like sometimes I, I get so consumed in my projects, in my work, that I forget to take care of myself and I end up being like cranky or anxious. And I had my, I had my first panic attack y'all. And I didn't really tell a lot of people that, but it was just like, I was so overwhelmed Mm. and like, I couldn't breathe. My, my chest was tight and I couldn't calm down. Like, I don't know what was going on. And you think I'm a therapist. I teach people how to calm down from panic attacks all the time, but I couldn't use it. And I was just like, all right, Nina, you need to, prioritize some rest because yes. clearly your body is saying this is too much i'm overwhelmed so yeah. that's why i had the panic attack but i'm i'm as i'm you know growing and learning i'm starting to find the balance but at first when i first started the business i was just like i, I should always be working i should always be working don't sleep you know you know those toxic Jeez. things Wrong but culture right right but um i'm figuring it out and i i, I love kid onyx and i love what it's I could see what it's going to become and I just know that I have to be disciplined, put in that work. Yeah. And it's gonna come. Like yeah. it's gonna come. So Absolutely. Success yeah. is a matter of time. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So today, whew, 
I don't think y'all ready for this. Y'all not <laughs> really ready, ready for this episode <laughs> because, like, the internet, social media, like, y'all take one clip of a podcast <laughs> and it goes viral. And I'm like, why are we glorifying this BS? Why are we glorifying this BS? Like, I'll be getting really mad because I'm like, these are people just on here talking with no facts, no data, no expertise. They're literally just talking about their own experience. And it has me fired up. Talk about it. It has me fired up. And the, the overall discussion is like, why can't or why aren't black women and black men on the same page? Because I'm all for unity. We getting juicy today. I'm all for <laughs> unity, but I feel like we're not unified. As as a whole, I don't feel like we're unified. I feel like we attack each other. We have these different stereotypes about each other. And I'm just like, why though? And and I think to when I first started this podcast, I was like, you know, I could be a bitter woman or a bitter ex and be like, all oh, niggas is this, all oh, niggas cheat, all oh, niggas or I could try to understand, well, maybe I'm not seeing something. Maybe I don't know what's going on in their head and what they've been through. So let me try to understand. Some empathy. Their, yeah, having some empathy and try to understand from an objective point of view, okay, what are y'all going through that makes y'all this way? Instead of just labeling all y'all the same way. You get what I'm saying? And that's when the concept of what's good with you came from. I said, I want a man to be there to give his perspective so I'm not making assumptions. So what do you mean, though? What what may, like, clarify that? Like, wait, wait, wait. What makes y'all the way y'all are? What? How are we? So we're going to get into the different aspects. <laughs> <laughs> how are but, we? I'm, I'm interested. But I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say, that all black men are the same because I know that y'all are not. Of course, yeah. But I can speak to my experience in dating and I've had a lot of difficulty with the emotional, um, not even emotional intelligence, but emotional availability of men and interpreting their, their lack of that as they don't like me or they don't want to be with me, right? Without understanding where that comes from. Okay. You get what I'm That's saying? Right. Yeah. So so before I get into, you know, the well, I'm specific, starting to shake. I'm trying right, right. Before I get into the specific <laughs> topics, do do you guys feel that black women and black men are on the same page? Absolutely not. Talk about it. Yeah, but why? Absolutely why do you think not. that we're not on the same um, page? I think uh, our like black just I mean, it seems global because I have Clubhouse and I have friends in Nigeria and the UK. They say kind of the same thing. But I feel like Anytime there's a anytime there's a movement for equ- like equality, like social equality, you know, I seen a, a conversation or a podcast saying, you know, women should be able to not have their shirts on, just like men should be, because that's equality essentially. And although I di- I don't disagree with the premise of that like argument, uh, any change is gonna you gonna have conflict. You right. Know what I'm you, any, right. Anytime. Okay. Let's get women to work because women need to be independent. You're gonna have a lot of guys. It's a bucket of guys that's like, nah, we're, stay in the house. Like, I, I want you in the house. It's another bucket of guys that's like, uh, I mean, that's cool. I don't care as long as it, you know, as long as you're not mean to me. We can both be working. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a bunch of different opinions and, and a, a bunch of conflated situations that kind of go into one general statement. Like, mm. women should probably, you know, 
work so they have something by themselves and they don't have to depend on men. And that situation comes with a bunch of people's influence and, you know, right. independent perspectives. And it just kind of jumbles it up. So women have made significant strides, I think, socially in the last 10, 15 years. And there's going to be some problems. Like, we're going to have to figure some things out. You know, right. We're going to have to figure out whatever sexual liberation is. And, you know, figure that out amongst women are going to have to do that for themselves. But also right. with us. Because, I mean, if you're heterosexual, obviously <laughs> we're the ones that you come to. So right. I think it's just we're not on the same page just because things are changing. You know what I'm right. saying? It's a different world we're going into. Okay. Right. Um, Go ahead, Beans, because I got something to say, but I'm... A- I think that it varies um, when it comes to black men and black women not being on the same page. I think it all comes down to like the media and what the media chooses to portray. Mm-hmm. Because if you're only highlighting the demise of, you know, um, compatibility between a certain race and on another race, you're sh- you're glorifying... Every kiss begins with K and you're only using like white couples or other couples. I think that's what the perception is going to be. That's the broad scope of things. But to get more specific, I think everything is situational. But based off of the conversations that we're having in a larger, larger scale, I think us not being on the same page comes from us not knowing how to communicate with each other, Mm -hmm. which starts in the household. Right. Because a lot of times we're only emulating what we saw in the household based off of how we saw our mom or our dad communicate or just what we're used to. Right. So when we try to apply those same things, if someone's not on the same page emotionally, they're not even going to register the things that you're saying. So if you're telling a black man, I need you to soften up, but he's been taught his whole life that hardness and, Say that. and not saying things is strength is is going to be another language to right. him. So I think that's one aspect. Or if you're telling uh Let's just say like uh, a black woman, I'm trying to do this for you. I'm trying to do that for you. But her mother told you, you don't need no nigga for nothing. You can do your whole, you can do everything yourself. Then that's where they're going to clash. So some men don't know how to take care of themselves independently. Some women don't know how to take care of themselves independently. So when y'all try to coexist, it's usually clashing because they're using their household, childhood experience versus yours and if they don't mesh they don't mesh and that's why we have conversations like this today right i want to ask you a question though do do you feel uh, i i guess i want to ask do you feel as if these are like specific for both of you guys do you you feel like these are these problems are specific to us because i feel like this is just a large subsect of what's going on culturally like this is everybody what do you mean do i feel like like just black people yeah, because like you know, like there's in music and like pop music, country music, it's it's women being like, I don't need you, I'm independent. Like that's, I think that's kind of the culture, and then what we see is what we have proximity to. Obviously, black folks, right? We black, but, <laughs> but I feel like in the black community, it's more amplified and more public rather than in other cultures. Because when you think about kind of like what Beans was saying when he was talking about. You want you you want your husband or your boyfriend to be soft, but he's been taught his whole life that you can't show that because that's weakness. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? And the same thing like for black women, like there was, I mean, still black women are the least likely to get married statistically, right? Yeah. So growing up, the the image isn't oh you're gonna grow up and find a husband and have kids. That's the American thing that they push on us or right, the right. what is it like the disneyland thing what do uh, you be saying uh, um, the prince the disney theory or disney trauma 
Disney the, trauma, right? That's the Disney trauma, the American thing that they glamorize. But for a black woman, it's like, no, you need to learn how to be independent and take care of yourself because you might not ever get married, and you need to learn how to do this. Like even my mom will tell me, like, Nia, you need to learn how to fix your car. You need to learn how to. You're not gonna always have your daddy. You're not gonna always have a man around to do X, Y, and Z. It's like hyper independence. Do you disagree? Do I disagree what? With that. Like, do you disagree that you should learn things? Like, because, you know, there's different I, I, perspectives. I, I don't, I don't disagree. I think it's beneficial that we learn them. Right. But it's, it's, everybody internalizes that in a different way. Mm, because even I, I find myself sometimes, like, if a dude makes me mad or doesn't, you know, have the money to do something, like, I'll be thinking, like, I don't need that nigga no way. I got money on my own. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it's like I'm quicker to give up on something. Rather than to see it through because I'm thinking about money. Does mm, that make sense? Yeah. Because I've been taught my whole life, oh, I could get it on my own. Like, I, I know how to do this by myself. I take care of myself. I have my own apartment, blah, blah, blah. So if a man is not giving me what I want financially, okay, bye. Mm. You know? Like, not saying I do that all the time, but that's kind of like the first thought that comes to my mind. Like, I don't need a nigga. And you know what? I think what what is like the biggest issue is... Whenever we have conversations like this, currently America is in the worst point of uh, inequality, income inequality it's ever been, like historically ever. And there's a there's a graph. It's like the center of – basically it's a graph ranking all developed countries by mm-hmm. income inequality. There's 35 on the list. We're number 33. So we're, we're doing terrible with income inequality. And wow. this is compared to all developed nations. So everybody in America – is feeling pressure. You know what I'm saying? Right. We see the articles. People are like, you know, w- people are one paycheck away from being homeless. Like, right. everybody in America is feeling the pressure of, you know, like, just income. Right. So being a man, particularly being a black man, where other areas of your life, you know, you, you know, you know, we can't just walk into a space and fit in. And, you know, so there's the, the factor of being, uh, in a sense, insecure about your position in society. And right. then on top of that, you have to deal with, income inequality and you have to deal with feeling insecure about your income because you feel like you're not working hard enough when that's not the case it's a structural issue but both of those combined any any black man having this conversation is essentially at a disadvantage because i gotta now i have to deal with not only being an adult not only being a person and learning you know emotional intelligence and all these things but now i have to overcome structural issues and now on top of that (laughs) a woman that's might have already overcome structural issues in that area. She's mm-hmm. doing well for herself. And now I feel like she's emasculating me because I'm not doing the same thing. Mm. I'm not in the same position. And so I feel like the that point, you know, like pushing on that insecurity. And a lot of women, a lot of women are very good at it. Broke niggas don't deserve nothing. Like a lot right. of women are yeah, very, yeah. very good at it. And that's an insecurity that men have. And so men retaliate like children. Like we just lash out. Like the what's the worst thing I can say to just bring you to your knees right now? Mm. Talk about how she's a single mother. You talk about how she's, I don't know, I don't just terrible things. You know right. that would that you don't just be hurt. saying those things. That's why you can't come up with it, right? No, I'll never right. say okay. that. Great. I'll never say that. Great, great. But yeah, <laughs> but it's insecurity. I, that's that's the thing that I wanted to point out too, because I feel like a lot of women. Well, black women, we go in on black men for like how they say they don't date dark skinned women. And d- but women, we got to take some accountability, too. 
Like I'm a, I'm gonna play the devil's advocate. I, I I hear what he's saying, like, cause I have friends that will say, like, oh, he a broke nigga. Like, leave that nigga alone. Yeah. You need to be the one with the bins or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a, I'm gonna take some accountability. I'm gonna take some of the shots today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause it, it's it happens. It's it's out there. And even um one of the other stereotypes that I see, and it was kind of like in in that video that you're in with the Jubilee. Okay. Um, yeah, they were yeah. talking about how like being emotional is like being soft right. or associated with being homosexual mm-hmm. or, you know, and I was thinking about that. Like I had to retrain my mind to not think that way, because I think growing up, it was like my dad will only cry. Like if somebody was like if we was at a funeral and somebody's getting buried, you know what I'm saying. Damn. But other than that, I didn't really see him emotional like that. Maybe now he's better, but growing up, it was like everybody tough and hard, you know, got hair on their chest, you know, like they don't really show that emotion. So when I got older and like, I think it was like a dude cried in front of me or something. I was just like, so 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 check so check this out right and when i when i think about things like that though Mm -hmm. as far as boys don't cry and different things like that the the environment that i grew up in that was armor to me that was armor because had i had cried in certain situations i probably would have had to fight all the time or had to worry about people bullying me and things like that so the same thing that we have to unlearn Sometimes it's the same thing that protected us in in our upbringing. Right. So as an adult, I think it's more about what we have the strength or the awareness to unlearn that it helps set us all up for success. Yeah. Because now if a situation happens and I had a son and he cried, I'm not going to say, suck it up or I'll punch you in the chest. Like I was threatened physically if I was to cry growing up. Yeah. Like if, if you cry, I might. I might hurt you or whatever from like yeah exactly right keep keep crying or I'm gonna give you something to cry about that's one of the main things that a lot of people heard growing up so what we had to do (laughs) suck it up that bottom lip exactly suck it up but 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 now I mean it it impacts a lot of people I'm a lot better at Mm. expressing how I feel whether that's audibly or even what I tweeted recently sometimes the best response is no response Mm -hmm. Mm. that doesn't mean I don't feel what I feel. That doesn't mean I haven't taken time to acknowledge and dismiss how I feel. Because in situations when it comes to compatibility, black man, black woman, people hold things in out of fear right. that things might explode. Right. I'll, rush, I'll, I'll much rather not say something because I want to avoid conflict as opposed to getting to the root of this is how I feel. This is why I feel this way. Right. How can we move forward? But a lot of people aren't even at that place where they can communicate that because they've been taught to respond to things with violence, right. Right. respond to things with insults, respond to things with explosions, mm-hmm. everything. And I guess like not necessarily in closing, but what I'm saying right now, I learned maybe about a year or two ago. It was the first time I stopped dealing with a woman that didn't end with an explosion. It didn't end with a person cheating or different things like that. It was more so like, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. You know, we tried this, we tried that. This isn't working. It's okay for us to agree to disagree and go separate ways. Amicably. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. See, see, look, I, I remember you said your roommate just moved out, right? Yeah. In the beginning. My roommate just moved out too. Worst roommate I've ever had in my entire life. It, it, but but that's a different story. It, it was a, a girl that I, that I knew. So it was my, I, technically, I, I don't know if this is my cousin or my aunt. My uncle got married five years ago. Mm-hmm. 
And his, his her sister is who was my roommate. So I don't know if that's my aunt or technically yeah, my cousin. Kim folk, Kim folk, Kim folk. It don't matter. It don't matter. But yeah, so so she she was like, oh, I need a place. I was like, man, the homie just moved out to Washington with his girl. I was just gonna stay, you know, the duration of my lease by myself. But fuck it, come on, like you know, might as well. I'll do cheaper rent. Cool. So she moved in, and uh, with her, like, kind of just being her. I knew that there was a stark difference in how uh, women that are in how people environments kind of shape them. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like she, she was the same way. She never seen her dad cry. She never had conversations with a brother that were like, like this emotional, you know, like anything, deep, anything yeah. below Healthy. surface. Yeah. Level. Right, you know, right, like right. it was real, real surface level. So like meeting, meeting me. And then she, she was, she didn't know. She was like, are you gay? Or do you want to, are you white? Like, what is it? Yeah, what is your deal? Like, wild. what is your situation? And I feel like that's why I'm not, you know, ragging on her or nothing, but that's why everybody needs therapy because we all come, especially with regard to relations. Right. We, we all because come that with prevents, baggage. Like, those, those things prevent us from having healthy, intimate relationships. We can't even see the other person. Right. You know, exactly. Like, just like Derek. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, and it's like, if you're if you're teaching children that their feelings don't matter, why would they verbalize their feelings in the relationship? Mm. They're already subconsciously thinking, oh, my feelings don't matter, so I shouldn't say anything. Or if I say my feelings, I'm going to get ridiculed, so I shouldn't say anything. If you say something, I'm going to give you something to cry for. Right, yeah. exactly. Like, if you teach those things growing up, and I get that sometimes they are for survival, but I think as we grow older, we realize this is not one of those moments. You know what I'm saying? This is not a survival moment. Like, I need to be able to verbalize what it is that I'm feeling so we can get to the root of it. And I feel like that was my conflict that I had with, with black men a lot, just in relationships. It's like, tell me, what's going on? What's going on? Oh, and yeah, they, communication. Right, is- but they just kind of would, like, freeze up or shut down. And it's like, I don't like that. And I get, I'm a therapist, so I'm like, well, I want to know everything, you know? <laughs> sometimes I do that, but sometimes I have to realize, like, Nia, this is not because of you. This is their own thing that they got going on, and they're not ready to talk about it. So you trying to force them is not going to help the situation. Right. If they're not ready to talk about it, they just, they're not going to talk about it. Um, but I have, a, I have a question. Oh, go ahead for for both of you guys. Okay. So I, I want to ask you first, though. Do you feel like I'm going to tell you what I think after? Do you feel like black men are like naturally, like no matter what age, no matter what you know? Do you think black men are naturally more conservative, like not politically? I just mean like how how we think, like how we operate, like more things should be as they are, more let's change, let's move some shit around, um, stuff around. I think I think if if it, 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 it it's subjective like it varies i know yeah. for myself i used to be a lot more open i've learned to be more um conservative because out of protection i know like moving out here cuz i'm from jersey moving out here that's when i was introduced to a lot of this spiritual language oh my god just be open free flow where's your moon rising whatever people be saying <laughs> i don't know but i feel like i came out here pretty like open like oh my god just giving people the benefit of the doubt yeah. After seeing how people can respond to a free flowing, just gregarious person, it can be taken advantage of. of so now I pick and choose what I want to share with like the world and people closest to me. That's when I feel like I'm more of an open book. Mm. But it's all back to like protection, which you were saying, us trying to figure out 
the world as a black man, then figure out finances, and then figure out these these emotions that we've never been taught. In some households, you weren't introduced to credit until you were already in college or after college. Like, credit, what's this? I've heard about it. How am I supposed to do it? Stocks, what's all that? Right, I'm, right. I'm trying to, and you feel like you're playing catch up just as a man slash black man. And then once you feel like something's on your back, like, Come on, talk to me right now. I want to. You sometimes you don't even know how to respond to that right. because you're like, I'm trying to figure out all of this. Right? Oh, uh, yes. am I behind? So that that's just me specifically, but I think it varies per per person slash black man. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I, I want to tell you what I think after, but I want to hear what you think. More I, I, conservative, naturally. I think I I don't I won't say naturally, but I'll just say like culturally, like yeah, they're more conservative until something is trending. So right now, you know, mental health is kind of trendy, right? So a lot of black men are being more open. But when I was at Hampton in 2012 or, I mean, 2013, 2014, nobody talking about their feelings. Nobody was talking about mental health. Like, people were like, oh, you want to be a therapist? Like, oh, okay. Like, it wasn't popular to do that. So I think that we're, and I won't even say black men, I'll say black people. Like we we all kind of like stick to the same way until something is like kind of trending, and then we want to you know oh maybe that is wrong you know like <laughs> then then we start to think but yeah I would say I would say yeah I'll yeah say you yeah. think so so, yeah. so here's my idea and I mean this is just my opinion even though I feel it's backed by empirical evidence I, I think with the jobs that black a lot of black men take um, like. Our participation in the labor force is mainly like, you know, really like solid like county jobs, state jobs, um, typically blue collar. Uh, I mean, if you exclude the last like 15 years, um, but that's kind of the, the trend that we operate. I feel like naturally we're more conservative and how the job we take is like one marker of that. But I think another marker of that is how we operate. Like a lot of black men um, that I know still believe like. Man should be head of household, you know, man should make all the money, man should, you know, like just a traditional or a more conservative mindset um, as opposed to like the few that are like, you know, I don't mind. And I'm not saying one is wrong or the other. I'm Mm -hmm. just saying I see more of the conservatism rather than the like more free flowing, you know, like, like you were saying. I know more men that are like, I need to be earning all the money. I need to be making all the decisions. More men like that than there are of men, black men that are like, I don't care how much my wife makes. Like, you know, we could have, we we could make things work that's right. not necessarily traditional. Yeah. And I feel like that could be a problem because as times change, as the world changes around us, if we're not changing with it, like black women have, black women have essentially uh, amalgamated some way to like keep themselves up while still also being down. So like black women are entrepreneurs while also having jobs and having a bunch of degrees. Right. We're not, you know, we're not doing that because we're hanging on to like the traditional conservative way of, of living. Mm. And I think that's contributing a little bit to our disadvantage. Cause I know a lot of us aren't willing to get in tech. Like, I, I don't know nothing about no computers. I know that, you know, like my uncles, my, my dad, you know, right. and I think that is essentially what's holding us back. No, I want to say what's holding us back. That is contributing to maybe uh, not a factor. It's yeah, a factor. Yeah, one in factor holding one, holding you especially back, especially in relationships, right? Because with the world changing, we still like we still like you need to stay home, you know. Right, and and, that, and I have a follow up question on that because there's been a viral clip. Oh boy, 
of this podcast. I don't know who these people are or what they do for a living, but they said that it's unattractive for a woman to be a go-getter or to make more money than them. They found it unattractive. Now, my question to y'all is, do you think that's rooted in insecurity or is it with the assumption that, oh, if she makes more money than me, then she's going to throw it in my face? I think I think they're both the same thing. It's all attached to insecurity. Mm-hmm. Because if a person is fearful that their partner is ambitious, then why are you even trying to be attracted to that type of person? Like, I, right. I don't know. Like, people don't want... Some people... I'm, I'm, I'm going to use this loosely. Some people don't want their partner to outshine them because their ego is fragile and they feel as though the world would perceive them as weak. Mm. So when I hear anecdotes like that, like people saying shit like that, I'm kind of like, oh, you're speaking from a weak perspective. You're operating out of lack. You're operating out of feeling like a person should compliment you as opposed to like amplify everything else that y'all both have going on. It's it's, it's giving lack of reciprocity. You know what I mean? Like To really like come at a person so... When people are speaking like that, they're just, like I said, just spilling out the insecurities and the, their lack of strong ego. You Sorry. good. You good. Lack of a strong ego that they have. But I don't, I don't pay shit like that. No mind. Because it's kind of like, there's nothing for us to really talk about. Like, we could talk about it. But if you're just saying, if a woman was to do this, it would make me feel this type of way. It would make me feel less of a man. Then... That has less to do with the woman and, and more, more to, to do, do with, with you. you. It has literally nothing to do with the woman. Oh, if if a person was to do this, then mm, I would do that. Or if it, it's like, nah, you're 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 weak, and maybe no. Nah, what I was about to say, nah, I'm not. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. Air it out. Did not say we're gonna ruffle some feathers. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just say because it's gonna be a Twitter clip, right? If, say did, what you okay, mean. okay, 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 whatever, right? Some dudes who feel as though a woman's role should only be like quiet, docile, whatever. When I come around, don't make me feel this type of way, blah, 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 blah. You have all these different roles for women and no roles for men. Then maybe you enjoy more time being around men (laughs) than you do with women. So maybe you should just 100% lean into that. Lean into where you're most comfortable at. I mean, that like that like that's I mean, basically how it comes. Dog will holler. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. See, I, I feel like um, I don't. I don't at all disagree with you. Right. I don't, and I feel like maybe okay, maybe that's the majority of, of people that have an issue with. Maybe that's the majority of men that have an issue with women making more than them. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe that's true. Maybe they're insecure, you know, and all these things. But I will say, I have personally met um, women specifically that make like a lot of money and then now and it's formed a chip on their shoulder like now it's formed like a I know I'm better than these niggas like it's it's a like a perpetual you know I got my nose up at you type thing Mm -hmm. and I see it I see it's real I've seen that they talk about it yeah no I I won't I won't I do think because that was just one perspective but I like I like where you're going yeah Yeah, I I do think there are the majority of men that, that are just insecure like Dog, if you if your girl's a dentist and you uh you know you make m- good money, but a plumber like it, it's it's a it's more, but who cares? Like you both are good, you both solid, you right, both independent. Exactly. But may okay, that's the majority of them. But there are them women who, who like, oh, I'm better than you. Black men are, you know, beneath. I, I've heard a woman say, "I am the prize if a black man 
would date me, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to contribute anything. I'm the prize, and he should be happy to be with me. That was the nuttiest thing I've ever heard any human being wow. say in my life. I've, so, I've, yeah. I, so it. I've, no, I, I, you know, I, I've, I've heard that too, and and I think on both sides, from black men, black women, or men and women, but where you can't categorize all high paying women as people who Facts. are going to respond that way, Facts. right? And Facts. that's where the exactly. issue comes from when people categorize. I have some people who I know who say I don't think black women because they um have attitudes. And it's like bullshit. Hold on, hold on. We gonna get into okay. that. Hold okay. on, wait. That's the next question. Okay. That's the next question. Bro. Yeah, I'm it seems like you're ready for the next question. Oh, so we, we, ready? we we gonna get into that. Um, Let's cook them. I mean, interracial dating. Beans. Push that mic out. Yeah, push that out. All right. So inter interracial dating. Okay. This is a common thing that causes conflict within the black men and women because it seems like more black men are okay with interracial dating and more black women are like against it, right? That that's just my observation. Right? <laughs> right? Beans, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Right. So I'm gonna read this thing that that Lawrence has first oh before we get God. into this conversation. Okay. Oh, this is terrible. So, Lawrence, you you went viral. Yeah, I went viral. Hooray! With 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 a nice um <laughs> a nice <Not> the <laughs> yeah a, a nice uh Caucasian young woman okay. was standing next to you in this photo. Uh-huh. And somebody took this photo, and his name is Michael Benson. Um, yeah. I'm going to read what he says. Oh, please do. Okay. Please do. So it says, look how happy black men are with non-black queens. Every other race of women treat good black kings like kings. This is why it's great to date beautiful women that's non-black. I love white queens. (laughs) Good black men that's worth a damn. Please get you one. You'll be much happier in life. Every good bro would love to come home to beautiful feminine energy, bro. Believe me, I know. And it has this great picture. I'm gonna have to put this picture in the in oh, the, please in yeah. the edit because please, yeah. like you look pretty happy next old girl. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> All right, so here's I, what I'm happened. not gonna lie, but that is a group photo. Okay, I, now I, I I am in a, a group on Facebook called Jet Black Travel Group, and it's okay. like. Thousands of people in there. So whenever I, I travel, I'm familiar with them. I'm familiar with yeah, them. Yeah. So whenever I travel, I put my pictures and videos in there, and then people, you know, people share it, like whatever, like people mm-hmm. share, people like it, and they comment or whatever. Oh, where where did you get this? And he was one of the people that is in the group. Oh, the dude okay. who, who who did that? Yeah. My man's took it upon himself <laughs> to snatch my picture off the internet. So you know that guy? No, no. I, I mean, I know he's you in met, the group. You met, I, okay. I went but to the you profile. don't know him. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I've don't never know. met this man. He so I I messaged him. I was like, "Hey, bro, can you take my picture down? Like that? That's that's not my girlfriend. That's not even like that's my friend." Uh, he blocked me, and he uh, and deleted my comment that I made on the picture that went viral. This had like five hundred fifty thousand shares. It was a whole bunch of black women just 
beat my ass in the comments. What, he what, looked like he hated himself. Right, yeah, I was he, like, what he were they ugly saying? anyway. You know, we ain't losing nothing. You know, uh, somebody called me fat. I was like, damn. Y'all, <laughs> y'all was really coming y'all for Y'all go over boy. the jugular, like, And damn. it was all, like, all of this is 100% fake. Like, and I, I put this on my Instagram story, and I tagged her, and she made a video. She was like, uh... Well, damn! If we've been together all this time, you, I need some back pay. You, you, you got to take me on some, buy me some food or something. Right. Oh my God. So yeah, no, th- this is all fake. But I mean, yeah, people like this—they'll paint a whole narrative just from a random picture on the internet. Like, we don't even live in the same state. Just a random picture on the internet. Wow. And they'll paint a whole scenario and have black women people just killing you in the comments. Yeah, that that part is weird. But I want to talk about what he's saying in here. That you'll be much happier and you'll have this feminine energy. Because you mentioned earlier about like the stereotype that black women have attitude. Um, so I guess let me let me scale it back a little bit. What what are your thoughts on interracial dating? I'm gonna ask you first and then okay. Beans, because I know Beans gone. Uh, I, ironically, um, I don't have a problem with interracial day. Like I, I promise, none of this was my idea. Like none, none of this post was my. But no, I, I don't have a. I mean, you know, you know what? What makes me mad is when we pretend like everybody has an opposite. Even even by the numbers, there's three million more marriageable black women in America than there are men. So the the numbers are are not even even. We can't it can't be one for one. And also everybody's not straight, so that you know that's out the window right. too. But a, a lot of the time, the people that have an issue with like interracial dating, where where are some of these guys going to go? <laughs> mm-hmm. Now it is men that that date out more, uh, quote unquote, that marry out more. It's like seventeen percent or something because most of us marry each other. But for those seventeen percent, the childish Gambinos. The Jordan Peels, where, where are they going to go? Mm-hmm. There are not a lot of of black women and Childish Gambino, especially because I've been following him since 2012. Childish Gambino, especially there, there was not a lot of a pool of black women for Childish Gambino. You know what I'm saying? We like to think that for every one black person is the other black person, but sometimes it don't work out like that. We people, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? As long as okay. you, as long as you still contributing to the community, and as long as you still being like a solid you like you know solid So you're looking at it from a like statistical like number standpoint yeah. like we going y'all gonna have to date out <laughs> mm. <laughs> unless y'all gonna do polyamory or polygamy but we know that's not happening <laughs> okay. so y'all, y'all gonna All have right. to do something. so uh, I I get the I get the numbers perspective beans yeah. what what's your perspective on that Um so my perspective used to be like when I lacked the I guess knowledge of the statistics was yeah I think every black Man should be with a black woman and vice mm-hmm. versa. But um, my mentor told me maybe in like 2017, 2018, as a black woman, I, I don't know if she has someone now, but she was like, they're black women outnumber black men, number one. Number two, you got to think about the black dudes who don't like black women. Then the black dudes who are incarcerated, mm-hmm. the black dudes who are on the low, the black dudes who gay, all that. And then you left with this small percentage of very small percentage. black <laughs> men who may be solid. Who mm-hmm. may be solid So may. she's like She's open to Wherever love comes from And I'm like right. You know what I don't knock you for that mm-hmm. Because if you've been taught That you only gotta be With a black man If you've just been Striking out For whatever reason I don't know I think you should Find love Where you should find love That's my perception Like I'm not gonna knock somebody My thing is Don't say that You don't date black men Because black men ain't shit 
Don't say you don't date black women because black women wear weave or black women nails are too long or different things like that. I've heard both sides of it. I right. think that's where the issue comes from. Just say, you know, blah, 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 we met. I don't care with anybody. This is what right. I want. I'm cool with that. It's just everything that comes outside of that because yeah. being a black man, I have Spanish people in my family. I have, a, like, you know what I mean? Um, so that's just my take on it. I don't really... And I don't be in a lot of people's business. It doesn't right. make me mad if I see a black man with a white woman or a white man. Whatever. Like, I don't feel anger. Like, urgh. Right. It's just kind of like, that's their business. Yeah, can't be me, yeah. but hey, bro. I, if you, if you <laughs> me, so. Yeah, I think I'm in conflict with my perspective. Talk about it. Because on, on one end, it's like, I don't... Well, I'm not gonna say I don't have a problem. I got a problem. Like I, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna just sit up here and be like, oh, it's okay. Like it's great. Date who you want to date. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Like I do sometimes have a problem, but I, but I recognize where that problem stems from. So what's and, the problem? Right. Okay. So, so the problem is, I think, along with other women, but I'm gonna just talk about myself. I okay. think that when I see a black man with a white woman I assume that he doesn't like black women mm. and, and you know can, can that's I, why hold on mm. okay, go ahead, that's go ahead. why <laughs> that's why I get mad because I'm thinking oh he had a choice between a, a white woman and a black woman he chose a white woman mm. so I feel like you're choosing them over us Man. which may not be the case but I'm just saying what I think when I see these things right. and I don't like when men like it's it's one thing to state your preference, but it's another thing to bash black women in order to make a point about your preference. Yeah. Right. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, if your preference is Latino women or, or white women, okay, say that, but don't say, Oh no, I don't date black girls because they're this and they're this and they're that. And it's like, well, what do we have to do with this conversation? You don't like us. Right. So why are you bringing us into the conversation? Right. That's, that's the stuff that pisses me off. And, yeah, but Beans, go ahead. What was you going to say? Because you felt like... No, nah, nah, I think you just brought something up in me that I was thinking about before. We all have our different privileges based on how we decide to look at it. That is low-key, like, black male privilege. To be a heterosexual black man, I think is uh, there's a privilege in that because black women outnumber us so much. Oh, yeah. And, you know, so when... It, I think a lot of black males' perspective, which we're taught, is we have options. Yeah, you got Especially time. when we have social media, everything like that. Right. We have options. Who wouldn't want me? I'm I'm a, I'm a black man. You right. know what yeah. I mean? I have this, time. that. I got that going on. I got time. Blah, blah, blah. And black men can have kids up into whatever. You have to get into, you know, women. They have, you know, the uh, I think biological clock or yeah. certain things. I don't, I don't know the exact biological clock ticking. Yeah, you know, like it, it, it's things. It's certain pressures like that. If they do want to have a child or things like that, and want to be with a black man, and want to make sure that with all these different things. So I'm factoring in that as well. So when my mentor told me that, I'm kind of like, cool. I don't know if I necessarily can say that I relate though, because I I do at that moment I do feel like. There's a bunch of great black women entrepreneurs doing all different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if, if she's solid and I'm solid, then we'll be solid. But factoring in, like you were saying, like, 
And then there's a a lot of like I said, dudes on the low too that people like gotta. I'm like, look, yeah. so, see, I ain't gonna go into that, but go ahead, yeah, go ahead. Now that's all I was gonna say. So I was saying like the empathy aspect t- kicked in when she said that, hmm. but also when you just went into detail, I was thinking like, that's that's blackmail privilege. Yeah, absolutely. Because you said what they outnumber us by three million. Yeah, three million. And that obviously the effects of like mass incarceration, like there's factors that, yeah. Can, but yes, yeah, it's, it's three million. Yeah. And and I I want to be fair, right? I I, I want to acknowledge, like there are hella hella guys that know that I know hella black men that I know that are like oh I don't I don't like black women like I just you know they be they be arguing with me they be you know that's ridiculous to me because you can't take the experiences that you've had with a few and then cat. You know, categorize the entire group. Right. Or your relationship exactly. with your mom. Exactly. It's not always. Exactly. It's not always just their romantic dating yeah. experiences. Right. Sometimes it's a perception of how they feel about their mom yeah. or their yeah. aunts or their grandmoms or their family that they came from. My family's always arguing. Yeah. I, I my imagination tells me if I was with a, a, a lighter skinned person or white person, the family cookouts wouldn't be like this. See, mm. and and you know, I those guys are prominent like i know that there are a lot of them mm. I, I still think they're the minority but i know that there are a lot of them let's say 30 percent. i also know that there are a lot of women that are essentially the exact same way I, one time i had a, a woman tell, oh i remember i had a woman um <laughs> first of all a woman she said i was white um because i what did i do it was like something i was like what I, Put I, some marmalade on your toast or something. Nah, it wasn't even. <laughs> it, I remember it was so. I was like, "This isn't even white. This is just yeah. like a regular." I forgot what it was. I think it, I don't know. But she yeah, said, "She said, okay, you, you're you, you white, like you a white black man or whatever." And then after that, the uh, said same girl, <laughs> I got involved with. Hey, and, and, got and, the knees. And, and all right, so this was like early, like early, like high school, right? And I asked her, can I kiss you? And she, you know what she said? What'd she what? say? She asked me, she, she, she said, why are you asking? In, in the air, in the age of like, you know, and this is scary at the time because like Bro, me too talk, and all that. Right. So we, we, we supposed to learn, you know, consent. We supposed to learn all these things. Mm-hmm. And then, so I will say that there are a lot of guys that are fumbling, like dirty in the waters, muddy in the waters. And right. there are a lot of girls that are dirty in the muddy in the waters. Yeah. A lot of the times when these, um, conversations are had, especially with black men. Like, uh, I don't like, uh, I, I don't like dark skinned women or whatever. I feel like that's so easy to tell apart from the guys that are normal. I don't have any sympathy for the for the girls that date these guys and then get, end up the same way that the other women. And like when I heard the song "Fourth Baby Mama" by Summer Walker, <laughs> when I heard that song, I was like. And I I really empathize. That's evil. Like, why would you do that to somebody? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, spend my whole pregnancy alone. I listen to that. I was right. Like, I was yeah, like, Man, yeah. Niggas yeah. ain't shit. So so, <laughs> but I get I get where you're going with that because it's like you're saying niggas ain't shit, but you're the fourth baby mama. Yes. So and, and so it, you it, have to be like, and okay, he didn't trick you. Right. He wasn't he Russell Wilson. Yeah. He was always London on the track. He, he, like Future, Nick Cannon, Leonard, like these guys aren't playing. They're not. You know, beautiful in the beginning right. and then just terrible at the end. They've been shitty the entire time. Right. And so with those situations, like I don't, 
I don't like when that is categorized as like right. this is what black men are. Right. Because But you were active participants. Right. We got Lil Dark and we got Barack Obama. They are not the same people. They're right. both black. But that so I I, I don't like the, the those categorizations. Yeah. It's not fair. And I think too I wanted to talk about that because we always focus on when the interracial dating like comes up, we always focus on like men and maybe it's self-hatred and blah, blah, blah. But I wanted to talk about women a little bit. And you talked about like Childish Gambino and Jordan Peele. And I feel like sometimes black women kind of categorize black men who don't fall under that stereotypical, you know, uh, idea. If that makes sense. So like a, a guy like Childish Gambino, he dresses different. He sings different. He doesn't do like. He's you not know, conventional. Right. He's not right. conventional. So a lot of black women will be like, oh, no, nah, he weird. Like, no, nah, he right. not. Especially he before white. he pop. Right. He Once white. he get all the bread, it's kind of like, and he with a white woman at top of that. Why didn't you bring some of that in the black community? Right. Blah, blah, blah. But it's like, was you actually checking for the nigga? Right. Exactly. No. We have to acknowledge, too, that we don't. Always check for these niggas. I wish you know I what I'm the, saying? I wish I knew the Childish Gambino dance. I would have started doing it. <laughs> t- look, you can look this up. In 2012, this man was getting rejected. It was like 2012 Childish Gambino. Twitter in 2012 was nuts. And Childish Gambino that was That era, like, like 08 to like 12. Absolutely crazy. And Childish Gambino, he was active. So it was like, he was not getting no love from black women. No matter how he... You know how many times he was like, "Hey, like never." I thought some of the some of the stuff he was saying was kind of slick, but that he was just right. not flying. And I was like, "For guys like this, what are they supposed to do?" You know what I'm saying with like, I think it's dumb to say who somebody can't date in the first place. But if you had this expectation, then what? What about right? Because it's like uh, he could still he could still like black women, but the black women are not liking him. Yeah. So it's like, well, this girl is Hispanic and she's showing me attention. I might as well. Right. Cause the black girl not going to like me cause I'm weird or I act white or they think I'm gay or whatever it is. <laughs> so, so that plays a factor in it too. And I think we overlook that, you know, I'll, I'll take accountability. Like I overlook that because I find myself like, Oh no, I wouldn't date him. He a little, you know what I'm saying? Like I have to check myself too sometimes and be like, Nia, just because he does that, that doesn't mean that he's this way. Now, now let me give you some like grace and compassion too, because it's okay for you to like what you like. Yeah, it's okay for a person to like what you like. But if the majority is all liking the same thing and y'all looking in that in that that fishbowl like ah ah, and then you got the childish Gambinos who in their own fishbowl. This is America. <laughs> Doing his thing. You get what I'm saying? And, right. and, and whoever coming to grab that from that bowl, then, then so be it. But, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a preference to a person who you'd like to coexist with. But at the same time, it's kind of like you you just got to hold yourself accountable. If you notice out of that pot, if you're not finding exactly what you're looking for, it's kind of like, what is like? What is it about these type of people that I'm attracted to yeah. that's working or not working? Right. And how you decide to respond but after? Let that. me ask facts. you this: that's facts. Where does preference come from? Preference. Bias. Preference comes from um, influence. Bias. And 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 and, and, what, and what you're influenced by. Like for example, I'm I've always been the type of dude who like chicks 
like the 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 eaves the, with the tats the the Keisha Cole you get what I'm saying from like they the around the way girl now, I've always enjoyed the around the way girl from like influence from the music I was listening to growing up mm-hmm. the movies I was watching I could tell you exactly the type of like hairstyle that I love from black women it was like the microts when I was growing up yo son about microts micro brain yeah don't join oh, this man don't join this son to me growing up all the, all the chicks around the way had them. <laughs> so if I saw that I'm kind Cause you know how a Girl get her hair done Whatever You see a nice little Black black girl With the micros Growing up I'm like oh, oh, Okay with the, you, with the baby you hairs With the baby hairs I'm just saying So So with that um, That was just like That was just my, my preference But I think it's the same When it comes to the Chicks if they seeing Who's being glamorized On TV right. As far as These are the cool guys When you go to high school You got the cool guy table Then you got like The Yu-Gi-Oh table right. or, or, or Whatever they doing At different tables Nobody's really checking For certain tables yeah. So I think that's where It comes from Childhood influence But Like I do wanna I do wanna say Preference Only Is a result of bias like the only re- the only reason women like tall men is because they're biased against short men. The only reason men like fit women or thin women is because they're biased against heavy women. Like the reason we have preferences is because a bias exists. So if you have a preference for anybody's physical appearance, there's no way you're just looking at it objectively and you're like, you know, I just don't like that because our brains don't work like that. Mm. Our brains don't work in like I only like light skinned women. Like that's not how it works. The reason you feel like that is because you have a bias against whatever's on the other side of that. Like this is the but only also, way it, 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 it kind of goes into his point, the influence. When yeah. I was in middle school, it was about Ashanti, Keisha Cole, a Marie, Beyonce. It was light no skin. all light skinned females. Skin. Like it was no, I mean, we had like India Ari, but nobody was like, Oh my God, India Ari yeah. is so bad. Nobody was it was like, Oh yes, yeah, sister. Yeah, right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like, oh, I'll, 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 I'll get in the in the re. Like, it wasn't that. You know right. what I'm saying? So that influenced the the bias or the preference of the black men that I was around. So when I was in high school, nobody checking for me like that because you know I'm a chocolate girl. Um, and in California, it was just like, hey, like the light skinned girls. That's what we. That's what we Facts. want. We want that's the what you see in the rap, That's what you see in the rap videos. Right. Too. Exactly. Exactly. Fab always had a light skinned joint. <laughs> Every no, everybody always had the the light skinned joint that they were trying to pursue in the videos. Right. Exactly. The but main now, chick. Now it's different. I it's like, different oh, now. now. And I was gonna bring that up because uh, I was like, when I was younger, it was all about Chris Brown. Yeah. Oh. And Trey Songs and even Bow Wow because Bow Wow was kind of light skinned back in the day. You know what I'm saying? He he. It's up for debate. Anyway, <laughs> all these dudes was glorified. B five. All them like it was all about light skin. And I remember having Chris Brown. Chris Brown. Chris Brown. I'm all trying to think if I ever wanted to be light skinned. <laughs> no, keep going. My bad. <laughs> but anyway, now it's a shift. And it seems like more dark skinned actors, rappers, whatever, are glorified. And then I even like see myself like I'm always reposting like these dark skinned actors. Like, but when I was younger, that wasn't what I was into. Yeah. And even what I date, like before I went to Hampton, well, I don't I don't know if if maybe subconsciously I was attracted more to lighter, lighter skinned guys because I, you know, idolized Chris Brown. But after I went to Hampton, it's just like I like 
darker guys. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's because of the influence at my school or the media, whatever. But yeah, it does change. It does change. And I do feel like we're taking steps in the right direction as far as like glorifying all skin types. Oh, yeah. um, it's, it's not as bad as it was, you know, but there's still some hiccups. Like that podcast oh, I saw, yeah. right? Like that podcast I saw. He said we don't date black women, we don't date night riders. And I said what? But that, but see, if you notice, that's weird. that's everybody that didn't grow up like with like with today's influence. That's everybody. That's us. You know what I'm saying that's right. that's like the homie. Like, oh, I don't date dark skinned girls. Like, you stupid. That that's us. But the kids that are like 18, you know, kids that are maybe 20. I, I don't know how long this ranges back but they they have a completely different mindset my i was talking to my little cousin mm-hmm. he's 17 and he was like oh yeah like i i, I <laughs> he was like yeah i got to i got a girlfriend now uncle i was like all right let me send me a picture and he sent me a picture of her i was like okay it was like a, a just a, a little dark-skinned girl he's dark-skinned too i was like okay you guys are cute and then he sent me another picture he was like uh, and this was my girlfriend last year. It was like a, a Mexican girl. It was mm. like I like her too. It was it was a white girl. And I, I was kind of looking at looking at the Rubicon of you know little girls that he had, and I'm like, yo, I mean this. It, to a, we still gonna have to have a conversation about why you interested in these women. It, yeah. <laughs> you're supposed to be focusing on school, but <laughs> it, it's good that it's changing. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like it's, it's, it's evolving. <laughs> we have white Mexican. Now we have black. Yeah, Mexican. it's not. It's not in a box, and that's good. You know what I'm saying? That's, it's that's some other issues there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but it's not in a box no more. Right. That's good. That's good. And and I think in closing, I want to talk about okay. How do we move forward and stop having these conversations where we're bashing each other and just like, you know, unify, come together? I mean, I know it may be hard, but I want to focus the conversation more about how solutions. So here's my take on it, right? I'm a, I don't know if to call myself a realist or a beans is beans is just right. going to say how he feels. <laughs> Some people have monetized being corny. And they're okay with being corny for the rest of their lives until they die. And I think, like the dude saying, I don't think Knight Rider sit like they they've found a lane to where they're being the opposite as far as like love everything we got going on over here to be the opposite. Mm-hmm. Like some people just love being in that space. So I guess I don't even really want to focus on them, but I do want to say that some people are cool with being those weirdos. Mm. As a whole and as a collective, I think it's going to come from therapy, getting to know yourself. Being okay in isolation because the more and more you get to know yourself, you're able to communicate when you are coexisting with someone else, your your standards, your triggers, your different things like that and how we can move forward. If people don't develop the strength to heal or to be complete with themselves and find a way to operate in wholeness with someone else so it's two holes, then I don't. I see it getting better, but that I think would be most ideal if everybody just sat with themselves. Like, regardless to what I learned prior to whatever age I'm at, if I'm right. 40, 37, 22, 19, Man. what do I need to unlearn and what will help traject me into the direction that I'm ideally trying to go? But like I said, the weirdos going to be there, weirdos. They, yeah. they're, they're, they're cool with yeah. being weirdos, especially if there's a check attached to it. If every time I say that I hate black women, I get $10,000, it's niggas who go and say whatever. Right. Did, I, did I also mention I don't like them because of this too? Did I also mention <laughs> they go on tiptoeing that and right. whatever? Not worrying about them niggas. I'm just saying 
that's how I feel like we can move, move forward. Start with yourself. Accountability, regardless of whatever your parents taught you or different things like that. What what makes sense? Because they're only repeating things that they've been taught. So, okay, that's right. where grace and compassion comes in at. What makes sense for me right now moving forward? How am I going to operate and how am I going to teach the youth to come? Whether that's kids, nieces, nephews, how can I show them a more solid lane that I probably wasn't given when I was younger? Right. I I, I agree. Um Cloud chasing is is a is that the real pandemic? Yes. <laughs> you know talk talk no, about it. Honestly, like it, it, people, I think thrive off being inflammatory. Like they, especially when because I know how the how it works. Like you get engagement, you get money because comments, um, comments turn into views, views turn into shares, shares turn into revenue because there's more eyes on your on your content. So being inflammatory, that's. That's how you get that money. You know what I'm saying? Look at Takashi Six Nine. Like, the, what a great example of how being inflammatory can can get you money. But mm-hmm. I don't think this conversation is ever going to go away. I don't think these topics, these like, you know, black women are terrible, because on one hand, there's the content that is continuously produced and right. gets them paid, so they're not going to stop making it. And then also, to be real, a lot of us like we like a little a little bit, but like we like the contention, we like the back and forth, we like the drama a little bit. It, it does get to a point to where it, it goes too far. I've seen probably like the worst. I've seen some crazy podcasts, and then I've also seen people just having real conversations that have mm-hmm. actually benefit from the oh, oh that's colorism, like oh that's that's what uh what is body shaming is. That's what these things are. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it's ever going to go away, but I think if you want to get something from it, there's an opportunity to listen to the other side, like hear right. another perspective. Yeah, yeah. And, and the content thing, that that's one of the things that I wanted to say, like as far as the solutions, like just because this is getting blown up, that doesn't mean this is how all black men think. Of course. Right. But that's what's getting the attention. They're yeah. not showing, you know, the chef beans that's showing, you know, oh, that's I love true. all my black queens and I love every shade. They're not they're not showing that. They're showing, oh, I don't want to date the night rider. I, I don't date Boquisha. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So as I'll speak for like I'll speak to the women, like just because that is glorified, that doesn't represent black men as a whole. So we we have to recognize that. And also, we have to stop making assumptions about the opposite sex, period. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like Beans was saying, like, you got to learn about yourself, heal from the things that you've been through, and then just come into a situation just open, you know, and learning instead of making assumptions like, oh, he's this way. So that means he's this. Like we we both got to stop it on both sides because it can prevent us from being happy, from having a successful relationship. If we let those preconceived notions cloud our judgment. And then, you know, we're miserable and alone, but it's like, you, well, you could have been happy with the weird Childish Gambino nigga, but you was, you was, th- you was too in your head. You was too in your head, girl. Like, you have to s- take a step back and be mindful of those assumptions that you're making because it can be harmful. It can be harmful. So on both sides, we got to be more accountable for ourselves instead of focusing on what the other person can do to make me happy. Well, what can you do? Talk heavy. What can you do to make yourself happy? You know, you know. I want to ask. I want to ask. Do we? Do you guys realize how small of a like? All right, take somebody like me, right? Like I, I, I like black women, so I want to marry a black woman. Mm-hmm. 
instantly cuts my <laughs> my choices to what like seven percent of the country, something like that. Okay. If obviously, if I want to stay within the country, you could do like I don't know inter- internet dating, but let's say you want to stay in America. Mm-hmm. Let's say you want to stay in your state. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Out, out of maybe, I think there's what 22 million people in in California. Let's say I don't know. Let's say five million are women. Five million are black women, right? Of that five million, now you you cut down your pool because you obviously want somebody that you're attracted to. So let's let's take three million off the top, and then let you you want like you know a woman that's that's doing well for herself. You know what I'm saying? She 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 on her grind. So that's let's take another million off the top, and from what she's left with, with the bare bones minimum, is this very small group of people. And I think right. men and women kind of have this idea like. No, I, I can do better, <laughs> and mm-hmm. then we kind of repeat this. Side, well, at least I, I can speak for my friends. We think we have more options than what we really do. Fact, and we get the, the same thing. option every time. Like right. you, you, you think you can do better, bro? This is your third duck. Right. Maybe you need to just stay here. <laughs> yeah, like maybe you need to find happiness where it's at, rather than like make happiness for yourself, rather right. than try to find it in other people. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. This was a great conversation. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Like I really could go on and on and on and on and on, but I'm glad that I had this conversation because this is the point of this podcast. Help me understand, educate me, so that I'm not making assumptions when I'm dealing with so and so, when I'm dealing with so and so. And now it's just like it's so much growth in this conversation, hearing different perspectives that we could take into our lives and even, you know, educate other people. Um, but I hope everybody who's listening is just understanding, like a lot of stuff is rooted in trauma and tradition, but we can't, we do have the capability to unlearn those things and Mm. become more of a unit. I mean, it, you might be right. It might always be there, but I'm gonna be hopeful and say, "Oh yeah, we're gonna be like kumbaya one day." That's beautiful. That's just that's just my hope. My hope. Um, but thank you for coming today. Of thank you. This, thank you again. Yeah, this was a this was a great conversation, and I just love this picture. Too. <laughs> I do not love that, that picture. That is actually. that is gonna be wow, wow. Hey, wow. I, no, I, I really I really appreciate the conversation. Um, and I really. I really think we could all just benefit from a little empathy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like look at look at look at the situation from somebody else's shoes. Right. <laughs> Maybe yeah. that'll help us in relationships and just everything. Not even you know, not even romantic, just interpersonal. Right. Yeah. Um, do you have anything going on right now that you want to shout out or I absolutely do. Okay. Talk about it. Let, let us know. Where so, can they find you? Yeah, let yes, us know. You can find me on Instagram um at Lawrence zero two nine five. You can find me on YouTube under Larry Chats. Um, I have a nonprofit called Black Organizers United. I'm the uh, uh, co president um, and f- um, also co founder. Uh, and basically, we we do nonpartisan political education. We teach people, you know, how to vote, the importance of vote, you know, what local elections look like, who your you know district representatives are, who your state representatives are. Um, and we just do education. We don't tell nobody who to vote for, nothing like that. It's just nonpartisan, completely nonpartisan political education. So uh, follow us, Black Organizers United, on every platform. Um, we are BOU. You can find us there. Uh, and also, if you go to my Instagram, you can find us there, too. So <laughs> shameless plug on all of my little projects. All right. Beans, you got anything that you want to talk about? Uh, hmm. So as you all know, Chef Beans. 
chill guy. Um, Transparency to play will be in Jersey next. My birthday is June third, so I plan on bringing it to my hometown, Camden, New Jersey, that day. Nationwide, baby. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then another date on like that Saturday or Sunday. On top of that, um, what I have going on is like I was saying earlier, just being calm and understanding of things free flowing. Mm. Um, I, I spoke about it at the play. I'm in a place where I constantly tell myself, how are you going to respond when you get exactly what you pray for? Mm. So it's not like I'm hustling less. It's not that I'm my, my work ethic has decreased. It's just more so, oh, maybe this is what people were talking about when they say reaping the, the, the fruits of your labor. Yeah, right. I'm to. just like in, in that place. And as you continue to grow and elevate, the problems or the hurdles don't disappear. Yeah. It's just you find the strength to just hop higher over these hurdles or mm. rushing through them. So I would say... In closing with everything we was talking about, continue to develop a healthy relationship with yourself, with the people around you, maybe lead with in my experience right. when it comes to you talking about different things right. and finding ways to what's going to set you up for success and what patterns can you eliminate to help really traject you into whatever stratosphere that you're trying to get into. That's facts. That was off the top. Yeah. It's no, it's no script. You know, he a genius over here, so Talk he just be it. spitting. But that's how I feel. In my experience, leave with that and watch what that does for you. Right. Yeah. I I, I completely agree with everything you just said, so I'm not even going to go into detail. Um, I am going to shout out my new business, Kid Onyx, yes. and the Kings and Queens Emotions cards. We're doing pretty good. I mean, it's... It, it is a lot of work, but I like it. Yes. I like it because it's my idea. It's my brand. Your baby. And yes, I did trademark it, so y'all better not try to steal it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but the feedback that I've been getting, like, it's just beautiful. Like, I posted a video this past Friday and just seeing a little black boy learning about emotions with his black father. Like, that's just like, what? Like. That 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 was that would be never. That's something I never saw growing nice. up. Yeah. Like, oh, let's sit down and learn these emotions, son. Right. <laughs> what? Like that? It's just, it, it, it's amazing. And then, like, I almost cried the first time I looked at that video because it's like that's the idea that I had in my head on why I want to do this. Right. Yeah. And and to see it happen, like I don't care if it's just one child that gets changed because of my cards. Like, that's enough. Because yeah. that that was the vision. That's what I had. And I hope that it reaches, you know, more black children and get them talking and, and being able to manage their emotions at a young age so that they're not, you know, labeled, oh, they have ADHD or they have this, they have that. No, they don't. Just nobody taught them how to say what they what's on their mind. Right. You get what I'm saying? They ha if they have the education early on, all that stuff, you know, can be avoided. But I'm happy that Kid Onyx is doing well. And then obviously I got what's good with you. You know, hey. follow us. Oh, follow Kid Onyx too. Uh, underscore Kid Onyx. And follow us on Instagram. Double underscore what's good with you. And YouTube. You know, I'm going to start putting more effort into the YouTube. Because, you know, YouTube is is, is really like. Going to run them checks. Right, exactly. Yeah, I, I got to put more into that. But yeah, the YouTube videos, we're going to put more effort into that. We're going we gonna to cook up something real good um but yeah that's it that's it that's the episode and we'll see you guys next time